Well, good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Amen. I'm going to grab my headset and put it on while I talk. So hopefully you're having a great morning this morning. Can I tell you, ours has been interesting. We got one air conditioner out, the other one halfway working. The microphone don't work now. Uh, <laughs> getting better by the minute. Hallelujah. But you know what? Great is our God. God's That's why I'm going to put another microphone on real quick because that one there is giving me trouble, so I ain't worried about it. I ain't going to fight it. So listen, so if you notice, we're, we're seating you. That's because... At the mandate from the governor, and I'm waiting on clarification for that. Uh, I text his office. Pastors have a number that we can text uh, to ask questions uh, to his office. And uh, as of tonight at midnight, 0001 for you military guys, um, we'll have to wear masks everywhere we go. So that means that when we come in and out of church, we have to wear masks. But the question is, uh, do we have to wear masks while we're sitting down? Because as for his original proclamation, churches are not exempt. Even though I know people online are saying that, it is we are not exempt as per his original proclamation. So I asked him the question. If I can go into a restaurant and sit down and take my mask off when I eat, what's the difference between me being seated in church, being six feet apart from people, not moving out of my chair? should be the same thing. I just ask those crazy questions sometimes. And uh, I, unfortunately, I haven't got an answer yet. But uh, guys, we're just, listen, don't, I understand it's uncomfortable. But can I be honest with you? The more you fight it, the more uncomfortable it makes me as your pastor. I understand you want to sit in a certain chair, seriously. But can you just get over it, seriously? I, I'm just being honest because I see you back there complaining and it makes me feel that bad that I'm forcing you. But you know what? What I don't want is I don't want an outbreak here where we got to shut it down. So if I make one person uncomfortable, I'm sorry. I, I really, I'm just being honest with you guys. I'm, I'm just trying to share my heart. Why you think we spent $600 on a fogger? Like last night I was here for an hour and a half fogging once they were done because they used our building for uh, elections. And uh, really, uh, they shouldn't have used it at all. They had like 30 people come, I think it was. It was a waste of money. <laughs> but, so we fogged everything after they were done. Clean and fogged just to make sure this place is safe. And that's why when we come in, we're going to try to seat you, and we're going to try to make sure everything is safe. That way we can continue to have service. I'm sorry that also means we can't be given a lot of hugs. That's hard. Uh, I, yeah, I know. Trust me. Uh, now, some of us on the worship team, we're all together anyway, so we're kind of like family up here is the way we kind of treat it, you know, honestly, because we work together uh, week in and week out. But we also— Negative. Yeah, we know, hush. He had a test because somebody at his office and he was negative. So praise God. Woo, and uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's just one of those things we've got to do. You know, we've got to do. So please help us and uh, just be praying because I listen to pastors that, man, they're, they're just want to shut down again. And I, I don't want to shut down. I don't want to shut down. I want to keep worshiping God and coming together and getting to see all you guys out there. I don't want to go back as much as I love the horn honks. I, I, I really don't want to go back to that. <laughs> So, so listen, so, you know, just to kind of give you an update, as soon as I find out about the mask thing, though, I will make sure I put it out to people uh, because we want to be safe. We want to make sure that, that people, you know, uh, have the information. Now, we could, we could skirt the law with, uh, you know, I have a medical condition. I don't have to wear one. But that's a lie. 
and liars and thieves don't get to go to heaven. So, all right, let's put our mask on. Um, you know, <laughs> we just got to do what we got to do to get through this thing. But let's keep praying because people are getting sick and uh, there have been people die. So we just need to continue to pray about about this this Rona. You know, I, I, people call it Rona, and all I think of is my Sharona. So it's my Rona. You know, it's I, I flash to the songs. Hush, Matt. And uh, it's about time you wake up back there. So we've been trying to have fun this morning because it's been a stressful morning this morning when when you notice most of the worship team is not here, and and because they were one of, one of the, uh, the the people had a low grade fever this morning, so they were going to go get tested. So the rest of them were like, we're not coming because we want to protect people. It's kind of smart. That's just, yeah. Huh? And that means Cookie's got to help me sing today, but that's okay. All right, so let's look at our bulletins. In our bulletins, don't forget that tomorrow we're going to have our virtual Bible study, 7 o'clock on Facebook. Uh, We're going to be on there doing our Bible study. And uh, so, hey, tune in at 7, because if you're not there at 7, you may not find out that we're not having Bible study tonight. Like last week, there was a big Internet outage, so I, I got on there. I'm on there about five minutes before. And I let everybody know that, hey, guys, uh, listen, there's such a big Internet outage. Really, nobody's going to be on here. There's like five people is what we had. So we just said, ah, we're not going to do it this week. We'll do it next week. So hey, get on there, you know, a few minutes before 7 so we can chat. We all hang out and message and chat and send crazy pictures and uh, things like that. So we'll be doing that on the 13th. And don't forget also that uh, Wednesday will be uh, worship and word, whatever God's got for us. This week's memory verse is uh, 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walking around seeking whom he may devour. He is out to kill, steal, and destroy. So let's, let's pay attention because he is, uh, he is not taking, he is not quarantining. Let me put it like that. <laughs> he is not quarantining himself, amen. So, uh, so we, need to, we need to pay attention to what the enemy is doing uh, and, and all that kind of stuff. So... So I think that's all the announcements. I'll probably remember some later, and I'll tell you while I'm preaching or something. I don't know. And uh, my wife's passing out the bags to the kids. Don't forget with, uh, with the children, just leave your bag there. Bring your bulletins home so you can go over them, and we'll spray them down real good, and we'll reload them and, you know, have them back to you the next, uh, next service. So uh, we're trying to do something for our children as well. Uh, so, so listen, so this morning I want to I talk to you about, about giving, right? We, as, as believers, we give. The Word of God teaches us to give. And, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody this morning with our heart, right? We give with our heart. And, and you know what? I, I understand what Malachi says, but I have a hard time believing that God would curse me now that I'm his child. But I do believe also, though, that I won't walk into everything he has for me. So I don't bring a tithe anymore because I'm worried about a curse. I bring a tithe because I can. Because he has so blessed me that I'm able, Right? And so I bring my tithe, I bring an offering to him because he is a giver, right? He has given, he is a giver. And so I bring a tithe and an offering to him, not because I have to. It's not out of necessity or grudgingly. That's what the New Testament teaches us. Not because I'm going to be cursed. It's because I want to walk in everything he has for me. I want all of his blessings, and I also want the protection that comes from, from that as well. So as we give, you know what, just, just pray over your offering and give to the Lord, right? I know we have online, we have the buckets back there, and as we were talking, it's so impersonal with the buckets today, and, but it's, it's crazy. It's like we can't have everybody walking. We've got to figure out how to, how to do what we do, and it makes it very difficult, honestly. Uh, but it's just one more thing we have to try to figure out along the way. So, so we're going to pray for our offerings today, and uh, we're going to 
go in and have, have our worship service after that. But uh, after the service, we have, we have people out there that have the buckets, and uh, you can drop them in there uh, as well. And so let, let's pray this morning. So, Father, we are thankful that we get to be in your house and in your presence. And, Lord, I, I pray that you would receive these gifts that we bring today, Lord. Receive these tithes and these offerings and multiply them, Lord. Use them around the world, especially right here in our area. But, Lord, we pray that you would just have freedom in this house today. Lord, I, I pray for all of those that aren't here today that may be at home because of a quarantine or, or whatever the reason is because of this sickness. I pray strength over them right now in their minds and in their bodies, and I release health in their homes and also peace. God, give them peace, Lord, because I know the enemy is out there trying to mess with their minds. He's trying to divide the body, and I just speak unity over the body of Christ right now. So, Lord, today receive this worship as, as a sweet-smelling aroma to you, Father. We, we come to worship and love you, even in the middle of what looks like the pandemic, the crazy times. We know you're on the throne, and we come to worship you and to love you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. If you agree with that today, I want you to say amen with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all ready to do some worship? Well, let's stand up and let's do some worship then. Come on, clap with us. I gotta put my ears on.
praise this morning. Come on, y'all got to be some extra backup singers now. I got to hear y'all. Y'all not in my ears, so I got to hear it.
song in it is not what you have required. You search much Father, I want you to pour out your spirit in this place. Father, we need your spirit. Pour out your spirit, God. We need a refreshing God. We feel the rain of your love and the wind of your spirit and the heartbeat of heaven.
You gotta let go that anger that subsides in you that only comes out when the smallest distraction happens. And you get so angry with this world. You get so angry with God. You 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 want it to flood. You have to get rid of that before God can flood into your life and get rid of the mess that you keep holding on to. It's so simple. The littlest things, the things that come at you and that you don't even realize how angry you get at people, how angry the smallest thing is that somebody may say to you that arouses this anger inside of you. You got to get rid of that. You got to get rid of that bitterness that when you can look at somebody in the eye and give them a smile and on the inside you're trying to rip their eyes out. You got to get rid of that before God will before the rain can wash that away. God can do it miraculously, but sometimes you have to deal with some of the things in your life that you've caused. You've got to forgive. You've got to forgive those people around you that wronged you no matter what it was. It's only for your benefit, not for theirs. Let God have vengeance on them, not you. If you want the rain of God, you have to call for it, and you have to do something about it also. Uh-huh. 
depression this morning. God, flood out anything, God, anything that would exalt itself above you this morning, God. God, refresh your people this morning. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. you can't get everything. Guess what? God uses fire too. You know what fire is used for? It cleans things. That's why you put meat in the fire to clean out the bacteria so it doesn't harm you. This song can either be water or it can be fire. God rains down both. They would call fire from heaven and it would rain down. Fire can clean you out. You gotta stand both ways. Don't just look at it. You got two sides to your body, like a plate. There's two sides to a plate. You burn from the inside out, you burn the front to the back, to the left to the right, you burn each crevice, each corner, or it's never gonna be clean. You gotta clean both sides of that plate for it to be clean. You gotta scrub at the plate to be clean. It may hurt a little bit, got to come off. There's a little elbow grease that goes into cleaning a rough stain on a plate. There's a skit the skit guys do. It's a chisel. Chiseling off. God's a maker. He 
molds you. He puts that chisel on that rock and he hits away the pain. Think the bitterness that pulls you back, that hatred for your neighbor, the hatred for your brother, or the hatred for your parents. That you may have to go to that person that you don't like. And you may have to really dig deep in yourself and walk to him and say, I'm sorry for whatever I did to you. That I just have to hold this against you, or you hold it against me. I'm sorry. Whatever it is, it could be the simplest thing as you didn't help them with something, but it still holds in their heart. And you still need to apologize for it. You still have to apologize for it. I'll still get on my knees. I'll still do it. I've done it many times. I still do it. But you'll always need to ask God to forgive us because you don't know what you did to somebody that day. You don't know if you hurt somebody that day. I may have already hurt somebody today, and I don't even know it. But that's where I have to get on my knees and ask God to forgive me of what I've done. To God to reveal whoever that person I hurt to where I can go apologize to them. So it doesn't eat me away from the inside out. You can have termites in a brand new house, but you won't know it's there until years later when your house has fallen out. It'll eat away on the inside before you can figure out it's even there. Don't get rid of those. Get rid of the termites. Don't get rid of the moments that you have to ask God to reveal to you whoever you hurt so you can actually forgive them so that termites don't eat your heart away. And you don't become just this person that hates everybody who's so numb to the presence of God. Being up there, whenever they both started yelling, let it rain, I felt the rush of me, God's presence, just rush through me. I couldn't help but cry. Micah probably feels it too. It hits you exactly like standing in the ocean and a wave hits your back. It hits you and you're like, oh, there it is. There's the thing everybody wants, but some people forget it exists. Don't forget it exists. Acknowledge it, and it will move in your life if you let it. But you have to let it move. You don't, a cart won't move if you don't hit the gas pedal. Hit the gas pedal and let God take the wheel so the control for you. that was oppressive and we began to play these worship songs this morning even when worship started you could still feel the oppressive spirit this morning but that spirit has begun to release God is here this morning that spirit is released look you need to press in because if we don't press in we don't make it out of the mud if you don't make it out of the mud, you can take a white horse and put him in the mud and he turns brown. It don't matter how clean he is. Until you pull yourself out of that mud and you reach up for the master's hand, you're not going to get anywhere. We're going to do this song again. This is our prayer this morning. Close your eyes. Raise your hands. 
doesn't matter who's around you, what's around you. If you've got kids, hold their hands so you know where they're at. Press in this morning, people, because if we don't press in, the oppressor will oppress us. And I don't know about you this morning, but I need that breakthrough. I need to get out of that mud. This mud of this world has begun to clog and confuse my mind. It's begun to cloud my mind. But when you begin to focus solely on the master, that fog begins to dissipate. And this morning, we need the master to rinse that mud off. And we need that cloud, that fog to dissipate. And we need to focus solely on the master. thank you that we can come to you with all our needs, God. With all our needs, Lord, we know that you've already thought about them, and you care so much more than we even do. Father, continue to pour out your spirit upon us. Let it rain on us, God. Let it rain on us in this place. praise this morning. Can you do that? Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus. Whew. Turn and wave at somebody this morning and tell them you love them. Yeah, I know it's hard, isn't it? Jesus. One day we're not going to have to do this anymore.
Turn this thing on real quick. Hallelujah. Yes, I know. Hallelujah. I want you to look in your bulletin. There, there's something in there. Remember, I was going to speak about it uh, last week, but I ended up talking about something else. And uh, we'd already put it in the bulletin by that time. So, Right here on the side, it says Philippians 2, 14 through 15. Do all things without murmuring. I think we're just going to have an altar call right there. Uh, (laughs) Being honest. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times it's right here on your bulletin. I put it in there for you. I can't tell how many times I've murmured about these masks, I promise you. (laughs) It's my constitutional right. I've seen so many pictures, I'm tired of seeing it. So I may have to just stop right here today and we'll just have an altar call on masks. (laughs) I tell you, I've murmured about some air conditions that that one's broke. This one right here, I I don't know what's going on. It's all on and it's cooling, but ain't nothing coming out anywhere. So I don't know if it's froze up. So I, I turned the AC off so it would blow maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Jesus. Right? Then, then the Mac, that, that nice iMac we have, the other day I put a USB in the back of it. I was going to transfer a file. It's USB 3, if anybody knows what that is. That's fast. Wouldn't transfer more than about one megabyte a second. I'm like, well, hold on a So I put it in my PC. 100 and something like it's supposed to be. Dang. <sighs> Couldn't open a program. I'm, 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 I want to push it off the sound booth, but I knew that wouldn't solve anything, and I don't generally have angry issues where I do that kind of stuff. But I told somebody it would have been fun to watch. I would have got the camera right here and slow-moed it and just pushed it, but then it probably wouldn't have broken. I wouldn't have had any more any good fun with it. You know what I'm saying? The, the picture may not have been right. <sighs> Jesus. Can we just get a break? <laughs> I think we all need a break right now. But I did adjust that air conditioner vent just a little bit more than it blows on me. Because that one works today. And that one works. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, Jesus. How do we walk around without murmuring? I, you know, just a serious question today. Huh? It's a vision problem? Well, yeah, it, it definitely can be a vision problem. But it's just, you know, it, it's, it's tough. It is tough, you know, and, and especially with what all is going on, it is tough. Uh, I don't know, you know. Let's keep reading, though. Whew, let's get off of that one. <laughs> and disputing, let's see, do all things without murmuring and disputing that you may be blameless and harmless. Oh, so I can be blameless if I don't murmur. Okay, and harmless. The sons of God without rebuke. In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as light in the world. See, I, yeah, see, that's a perverse nation out there and crooked and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I want to talk about them. I don't want to talk about me. Uh, I don't know. I'd prefer to focus on them and not me. But the problem is, is if you flip your bulletin over to the other side, there's this little thing I put up here on the top. 
And I said, sorry, we don't have all of this on the stream because I spent the last three days setting up our PC where it has everything on one computer. We got two monitors up there, and I still haven't finished gotten it all moved over. So it says here, we live in a time where much of the church wants customized Christianity. So do all things. I'm trying to figure out how to rewrite the scripture. Where you'll be blameless and harmless because you're the sons of God. And you're supposed to shine as a light in this perverse nation. There we go. We can, we can rewrite it that way, I, I think. I don't know if it made any sense to you, but I did it on the fly. <laughs> we live in a time where much of the church wants customized Christianity. I want what I want. I want it to be the way I want it to be. And, but God said, thou shalt not. Yeah, but God knows my heart. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> yeah, he knows your heart. And that's the problem. But that's, I'm not going to get off on that because that's not where I want to go. We want options. Oh, I'm sorry. Total commitment is asking too much. We want options. Can I tell you, I've had options my entire life. Submit or not to. It's my option. He's my Lord and Savior or he's not. It's my option. Heaven or hell. Because if there's an option in the middle, man, this ain't even my notes. This is good. In Revelation, it says to lukewarm, he'll vomit you out of his mouth. There, there's the option. You can become vomit. Right? But we're not even to the good stuff yet. <laughs> I may have to just stop. I'll, but look, though, it says that, that fit our lifestyle, my lifestyle, but requires no change. Since, since when is this the King Richard Bible? <laughs> I do have a friend, and, and it, he actually came visit me the other day. I thought he was just crazy. He showed up. He was doing a job here in town. I ain't seen him in a long time. He, his wife was messing with him one day, and, and I'm going to say his name, but he's a great, great brother in the Lord. He, he really is. And, uh, and so if he's, he, he has been listening. He's going to joke about it, and his wife is probably, his wife is going to nudge him because she was going to say this. But he, he was quoting something out of the Bible to her one day, and she popped over, and she says, what is that, the King Ed version? Because his name is Ed. <laughs> so then she popped in on him, and it was just, but that's what we want. Thou shalt not. God gives us, he gives us boundaries to protect ourselves. It's like a child, right? We, we put the gate up, so we don't want him to climb up there. Why don't we want him to climb up there? There's a lot of cool things to play with up there. Like the drums and that pretty guitar. Man, I guarantee you they'd crawl right to that big yellow thing right there. <laughs> He's crying. But we also understand that if they do this and they come off of here, but they're not focusing on that. They're looking at that yellow guitar. What, mandarin, what color is it? Amber? They're looking at that. That's so tempting. God put things in our lives to protect us. But the problem is, is, is we, we stand behind the gate and that temptation gets so bad, just so bad. Oh, there's another one. I'm going over here. Let me climb up this one because nobody thought about this one. They did. Can, can I tell you that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had options. They had options. And, and if you look at where we are today, you know, I, I put the verse in here. So if you have your Bible, turn over to Daniel chapter 3. I said, I, I'm not going to have it on the screen, but I think we'll survive one service or two. Uh, make sure I pulled it up right here. Daniel chapter 3. I just want to read a little bit of it to you. 
We'll start in verse 1. You know, they, it was some interesting times going on for these guys. Because number one, they were in captivity. They got their names changed. And now the king is, is creating some things. So look at Daniel chapter 3, verse 1. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Can, can I tell you something about this automatically that just right there just struck me? The king taxed the people to get more gold so he can build his own idol. Well, that don't sound like it happens today. <laughs> I remember my oldest son, which is his birthday today. He's 21. He's probably not watching. Uh, when, when he was looking at building an uh, Excel sheet, because he's moved into an actual apartment now where he's got real bills. He's big boy bills now. And uh, he's, he's getting paid well, so it doesn't matter. But, uh, and he was... I said, well, son, did you, you factor in taxes on your payroll? Oh, yeah, about 9.5%. 9.5%. Well, yeah, that's what they charge you when you go to Walmart. I said, no, no, no. I said, this is not how it works, man. I said, uh, about 25%, 22%, you'd probably be okay. Uh, I said, but now when you go to Walmart, that's an additional. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I said, when you buy a house, uh, they're going to tax you on that every year, too. Uh, and when you save money and you decide to take it out, they're going to want a little bit of that, too. And I said, better settle aside a little bit more. <laughs> here we see right here, the king probably taxed everybody so he could buy some gold to build an idol. <sighs> it's never stopped. Here we go. Verse 2. He then summoned the, the set traps, the perfect, the prefects, the governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provisional officials to come to the dedication of the image. He called everybody. He called all the governors and the mayors and the Democrats and Republicans and everybody. Independents, the Greens. Was there a lot of names on that list yesterday you've never heard of? Well, am I the only person? I'm like, I don't know who these people are. When I went, when I went vote, I was like, who are all these people? Well, didn't matter. Look at this. He assembled for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and people of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. Now that you've paid for this, now that I have taxed you into nothing, and then I spent your money to buy gold so that I can have my big house, I've made an idol, and now I'm putting it up in front of you, and now I command you, I don't care what your religious affiliation is or your political affiliation, uh, as soon as you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, he spent a lot of money on musicians. The zither, zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar set up. Whosoever does not fall down and worship will be, be, immediately be thrown into the blazing furnace. So not only have I taken all your money to build this thing, if you don't worship it, I'm going to kill you. Man, that sounds like today. Maybe not completely, but it's, yeah. They had a choice. They had a choice on what option they were going to follow. Were they going to bow down to this thing? He said, no. I don't bow down to any idol. Well, you're going to submit or I'm going to kill you. And that's where the line starts to get interesting. If they were really going to kill you, I, I, I want to believe that most Christians will say, take me home, Jesus. Right? Just, just take me home. I'm tired of all the taxes, Lord. I'm not bowing down. Here I am. I'm ready. You know, 
but, but the problem is, is it's not that line. That's, I think, the easier of the line, even though it's a worse situation. It's when we back up over here. Can I use some of the situation today? You look at our government, and they're doing it in the name of safety. Now, I'm not trying to get political in any way. I'm just trying to show you a picture of things. Because that idol did not start one day. It started a long time before, and it brought people through. And you look at history, and you can see these things. They started taking away things. Our, our, in the name of safety, they have begun to take away freedoms, and this and this and this. And, and they've continued through the media to, to pour out all this stuff. Who knows what's true anymore? What doctor is real? I can give you 100 doctors that all disagree. And they probably come up with a hundred different things that is real. So, so they've, they've brought this so that now you don't know what's true anymore. And so now it's, well, you can't go to church. Well, I understand that. Yeah. And you can't go to church becomes, well, I don't need to wake up anymore. I watch the pre-recorded later. Well, pastor's got a Bible study on Monday night. I can watch the pre-recorded and you just keep going down the road. I'm not saying that staying home if, you, if you're ill is a bad thing. You see, you understand what I'm saying here? I'm not saying protecting ourselves is, is a bad thing. But what I'm looking at is the road they're trying to bring us down. Like, for instance, you can't sing in church anymore. It's like that in multiple states. Yeah. But you can go to the casino. You can go to the restaurant and take your mask off. Right. You see, look, look at where it is. The, the danger is, is, is when we get to those lines. Well, they're not going to. I still love Jesus. When was the last time you called him on the phone? When was the last time you read anything about him? Right. When was the last time you even said his name? Oh, I was singing a song the other day. It was on the radio. Jesus, take the wheel. I sang about him. You see what I'm saying? That's the danger because the, the options come in. And we believe it's okay. Why? Because everybody else says it's okay. Everybody else says it's okay. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's, there's the danger. You know, these guys knew what was going to happen. But, you know, when, when some of the issues that we face in life, I don't see them spelled out letter for letter, guys. I know I can find the spirit of it, right, the heart of the issue, and find direction in here. But sometimes they're kind of on the fence to it. Is that really? Could I apply that here? Oh, I know what it is. I'm taking the scripture out of context now. I really can't apply it here because that's what I heard five pastors say. And five pastors say, I've got to submit to the authorities and, and I've got, okay, then that means I can't read my Bible anymore because they're illegal now because they're hate speech. And I've got to go turn them in because they're hate speech. You know, in some states, there, there are things that pastors can't even say. Well, no, this is a free country. I can go out there and protest without a mask in the middle of a pandemic, but I got to wear a mask and not sing in church. You see, I'm, I'm not trying to get political. I'm trying to show you a road. It's the same road those guys saw. I'm not saying that we're going to go out and fight the government or, or any of that stuff. I, I'm, come on. I, no, we do that at the polls. That's where that works, okay? What I'm saying is, is, is what option are you going to choose? Are you going to choose to trust him and believe him? even though he puts you in the fire, right? 
That's, that's the question. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You know, we talk about Mo, uh, not Moses, uh, Noah earlier. Noah was, was crazy. Noah, Noah was crazy if you look at him. He's building a what? A boat. What are you going to do with a boat in the desert? <laughs> well, I'm going to put all the animals on there for when the flood. A, a what? Well, it's going to rain. What is that? It had never rained. The ground had been watered from the stuff coming from underneath it. Could you imagine him say it's going to rain? What is that? <laughs> that that's, that's honestly about as crazy to me as, well, no, we eat uh, sweet potato instead of potato salad with our gumbo. What? <laughs> we dip our crawfish in vinegar. What? Y'all crazy up here. I still don't eat, eat potato, uh, uh, sweet potato with my gumbo. I'm just telling y'all right now. My wife makes a great potato salad. Thank you, Jesus. And, and mayo and, and, uh, and ketchup is what you dip crawfish in. I don't care what people say. Noah was crazy. He's going to build a boat in the desert, and it's going to flood because it's going to rain. You can object all you want. <laughs> I'm the one with the mic. It's my story. <laughs> what options did he have? Believe what the world was saying or follow what God said. Right? It's, it's, we've got to make a choice, guys, because it's not about options. There is no option. He came and died so that all, all is all, is everybody would go to heaven. All of us. But the harder this stuff, the longer this thing goes on, I am watching people walk away because they're getting tired because of all the noise. Well, it's okay. I, I've got five friends that they, they're watching church online every day. Yeah, uh-huh. Do they watch, do they get up on Sunday morning? Uh, one, of my, one of my pastor friends said that, uh, that church hopping is, is really bad right now. Because we don't watch our own church on Sunday mornings. We find another church that has a, a preacher that we do like, and we tune into ours later. <laughs> I was like, brother, that ain't church hopping. They still watch in church, right? Uh, I'm like... Oh, Jesus. It's all about the options that are sitting out there, and they're getting harder for us to discern what's right and what's wrong. What's right and what's wrong? Who do I believe? Right? Do, do I believe our, you know, our president, or do I believe the candidate that's coming up behind him? It depends on what uh, radio broadcast you tune on or what news reports you read. Honestly. But can I tell you this? Or what phone? Okay. Says this thing's about dead too, so I don't know. I'm not gonna preach much longer. This is the only truth. Yeah, but this translation may not be right. Get over it. We we've been talking about translations. Uh, Jonathan's trying to buy him a new Bible, and we've been doing a lot of research on translations. Can I tell you? I don't care. This is what I got. And you know, I found in there where it says the, the. There was two does. I can't believe that. This can't be right. God doesn't know how to spell. I don't care. This is what I got. What, what are you going to do? Are you going to have Christianity light? Or are you going to receive it all? Or are we going to say, God, I, I don't know if I can follow you right now because of things going on in the world. 
Guys, this is the time we need to turn to him more than ever. More than ever. Because can I tell you, it's going to get harder to discern, discern the truth even more today. Because we've already seen ministers of the gospel that have had such great platforms for so many years, all of a sudden, start preaching something else. But it's really close. Which one's right? You see, we've got to stay connected to the body of Christ, the body, even though we're separated out there online. Why? Because if you're on your own, you're an island all up there on by yourself, the loneliest by you in the world, and anything that floats down, you're going to accept is truth. Well, I'm hearing God. Is it God or is it the radio? You see what I'm saying? We've got to get in our word. We've got to spend time praying because there are a lot of things going on. Like I've watched videos of, of prophecies and things. And, and I, there was one particular, I said, you know what, man? I said, I, I just, I don't know if I can accept this because I don't see hope in it. All I see is doom, gloom, and agony and despair and, and end and destruction. Well, maybe that's how it's going to end, but I see hope in here. There's always hope. So I don't know. And, you know, and somebody made a comment about it and I've watched other things. Guys, it, there's not an option. We follow God 110%. We serve him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's who we are as believers. That's it right here. Don't worry about what the world says. Listen, if we got to wear masks every time we come into church, I'll just preach like this the whole time and y'all have to figure out what I'm saying. Actually, what I could really do is I could do this, I could pre-record the whole thing and just stand here. And y'all wouldn't know if I'm actually talking or not. <laughs> Troy liked that one. You know, it, it's, I don't care when it comes to these things. Why? Because I'm going to serve God. I'm going to try to lead my home to the best of my ability to keep my family safe in all that I'm doing. I'm going to tell people about Jesus. Listen, I, I hope they're tuned in right now. I had the craziest, I'm not going to go on all details, some people know. Uh, I had the craziest outreach mi uh, ministry going on right now you ever thought of. I went cut somebody's grass so they'd come to church. <laughs> I ain't cutting your grass, I'm just telling you now you're already here, you, you don't qualify. And all of you online ain't cutting your grass either, maybe, I, we'll see. But you know what, they're, they're supposed to be watching online, and you know what, I'm excited about that. Why? Because I love them enough that I've been telling them about Jesus and it takes me 30 minutes to cut their grass so that I can tell them about Jesus. That's whatever. Whatever. Right? We, we've got to continue to be about the Father's business. That's lost souls. That's a dying world. And we're going to continue. If, if they force us to where we can't have church anymore, we're still going to have church online. I don't care. We're not going to stop what we do. We're going to continue to preach the gospel. If we've got to go stand in the parking lot, hey, we'll go back. I don't care. I hope we never have to, but we're going to keep doing it. Why? Because there are people that need Jesus. And what we've got to do is focus on what's true. Focus on the word. Focus on him. Because, you know, I realized something, Deborah, the other day. I thought this was amazing. I don't know if you guys are that smart and you already figured it out. I just did. I'm, sometimes I'm slow on things. You know, the, the word says he left the 99 to go get the one. And we're always like, yes, 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 yes. Well, what about the 99? They didn't matter. Oh, I realized something. He wasn't as concerned about the 99 for that moment he left because they were inside the pen and they had something to eat. Ah. I'm not getting fed over there. Ah. Maybe Jesus went to get that other one that's missing right now 
and you're part of the 99, you're here, feed yourself. I'd never seen it that way. Soon I was like, ah, ah. Because I know so many pastors are just trying to focus on the people that come to their church and they're completely not focused on those people that aren't coming to church. You know, listen, I've been hitting up people every day, man, giving them a hard time. I even, man, I threw something the other day. I was just like, well, I'm going to come if so-and-so comes. Oh, so y'all both going to go to hell? They just looked at me. I said, listen, I've been knowing y'all now for about three years. It's, it's time. It's, it's time. Upside the head, you know. I'm just being honest. <laughs> when you build a relationship, you can do that. So are we going to walk into the fire or are we going to bow down? I heard a guy say something the other day. I'm going to play the video for us one day. Uh, it's about 12 minutes. It's a guy by the name of Lan uh, Lawrence Walnow or Lance Walnow. Um, he was teaching out of Luke 4, and he made a statement. He drew his mountain up there, and basically he was going, Jesus was going up on the uh, mountain of temptation is what he called it, right? After he came out of the 40 days, he went up on the mountain of temptation was what he called it. And he said this, he said, as he was going up the mountain, the devil told him, I'll give you all of this. And he, you know, he said all that, if you bow down and worship me. And he said this, he said, what you bow down to on the way up the mountain will control you when you get to the top. I was like, whoa, that's a statement right there. I want to reach the top of the mountain, but I want to be holy when I get there. Be ye holy, for I am holy, says the Lord. Be ye separate, a holy nation. Right? I don't have to act like the world. I don't have to act. Thank God I don't act like I used to act. Yeah. Options. Your option is to follow him. That's our option. Because if you have an option, you will opt out. You will opt out. I heard that years ago. When it, if you have options, you will opt out. Well, you can come to work tomorrow at 7 like normal, but, but if, if you're feeling a little tired, come in at 9. If you're going to be there at 7 o'clock, <laughs> very few of us would be there at 7 o'clock. <laughs> Guarantee I wouldn't be there at 7 o'clock. <laughs> I hate waking up early. If you have options, you will opt out. Guys, we can't afford to opt out. We're too close. We're, you look at what's going on in the world, man. You know? We cannot go back. So the question is, are we going to walk into fire? Because remember, when they walked into the fire, it, it wasn't until the fire moment came that King Nebuchadnezzar says this. There's a fourth person in the fire, and he looks like the Son of God, which I always wondered, how did he know what the Son of God even looked like? And how could, how could he differentiate between the th uh, four of them? You know, if they're standing in a furnace so hot that it killed people by the door. I always wondered about that. I don't know. The fourth one looks like the Son of God, but what did it do? It affected a nation. Maybe that fire you think you're walking into is going to affect a nation. Maybe it does nothing more than affect your neighborhood or your house. Sometimes we've got to walk into the fire because it's a choice. Every day I wake up, like I've told you, I have a choice, even as a pastor, to follow God or not. My choice. Every day. I have a choice. You have a choice. The difference is, is if I walk away, I'm going to have to go find a new job. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna, there's a whole lot of other things. But none of that keeps me serving him. That is all benefits that come along with me being faithful to him. That's all it is. All these things 
are just added. Why? Because he loves us. And when we're faithful, we see these things. Even when it looks like there's nothing but a fire or a trial or I'm going to walk off the cliff. What do you lose? (laughs) Maybe you change an entire city. But when we start opting, we start following options. Listen, the world has seen that for way too long. They've seen Christian politicians, which that's still an interesting word to me. Christian politicians. You know, yeah, I know there are people that are in politics that are believers, but I don't like calling them Christian politicians because of that. <laughs> right? We, we have people that are there, and sometimes they have to make tough decisions. I, I know of a pastor right now that's struggling in his own church because he's on a city council. And there was a statue that somebody wanted removed, and he went and researched that statue. And that statue was bad. And so he agreed, and it split his church. It's about a 2,000-member church. It is split because this man is here, and he's trying to make a good decision. And so it's, you know, it, it's, we, we have to stand up for what's right, because what happens is, is the world is tired of seeing people that just bow down. They just bow down. Our children don't need to see us flake out, right? Our children don't need to see us quit, or all of a sudden it's, no, son, you can't watch it. Okay, go ahead, whatever. No. You know it was bad. Don't let them watch it. Don't give in to their whines. Be the man or woman of God that God has called you to be, right? We need to stand up in this hour like never before, guys, like never before. Amen. So, that's what I wanted to share with you guys this morning. Just wanted to, wanted to bring that to you. I could keep going on it. Uh, I, I don't need to. I think you guys understand what I'm saying. I don't like to preach any longer than I have to, really. You know? Um, why? Because, because God's already done so much this morning for us. Listen. Listen. Stay in the Word. Stay in worship. Stay in worship. Because like Cookie was saying this morning, it was hard. It was hard. And it started hitting me at 7. I didn't even tell you all about the days. <laughs> I told you about yesterday for the last three days. Today's started at like 7 o'clock this morning. One after another, after another, after another, after another. So I was just like, Jesus, can I just go home, get back in bed, and start 2021? <laughs> or Monday would be great. <laughs> I'll, I'll settle with tomorrow. <laughs> but we can't quit, can we? We've got to keep going no matter what happens. Because there are people relying on you if you don't even realize that. And you know what? That's something I use against myself, honestly. I use it against myself. Rich, you can't quit. There are people relying on you. There are people relying on you. There are people relying on every one of us. Because they see us. And they look up to us. Well, is this Christianity thing real? Well, I'm going to watch them and see. I'm going to watch them and see. I'm going to watch them. I, I have friends that are saved today because they saw things in my life. And they got saved because of that. It wasn't the preaching that I did. They're watching this stuff. So let me pray over Santa. Let's stand up and we're, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. And we're going to pray for those that are online. And, and I really do appreciate our online community. I'm not trying to bash our online guys because I know some of them can't be here. Some of them have been told by their doctors. I, I'm not a doctor, man. I'm not trying to be a doctor. I don't like school that much. Jesus, I don't want to. I don't want to go to school. Now, my son asked me why I want to go to Bible college. When I have so much college already, I said because I don't have any certificates. I want a certificate that says I completed. Yes, 
You know, I have an ordination certificate. I have all these different things. I've got all this college behind me because it was all these different classes I took. But, you know, I, I want that, that bachelor's degree and that says, you know, I finished something. <laughs> you know, in the military, they give us all these schools, and that's just a bunch of certificates. But, you know, I want to go back and learn some more things, but I don't want to be a doctor. So let's, let's join together as a family today, and we're going to pray. So, Father, we, we are so thankful for you, Lord. Lord, you are just so amazing. Your word is amazing. Your spirit. Lord, everything you've done, even though we don't understand all of it, is amazing. How you've just orchestrated everything through history, preparing us for this day and even for tomorrow. God, help us to not walk away or bow down when the options come up. Help us, Lord that we would not turn away from the fire when we know it could change a nation or it could change our own home. Lord, let us stand in your faith. Lord, let us hear your voice clear enough that we know the direction so that we're not just out there fighting battles that we're not even supposed to be messing with. We're following your direction, God. Lord, I thank you for these people. I thank you for the people that are online today that weren't able to be here. Lord, and I bless them physically and spiritually. Lord, I, I release a blessing of protection over them in their homes. I release peace. I release prosperity even when it looks like there's going to be a downturn. Lord, your word says that we're blessed coming in and going out. Your word says that everything we touch is blessed. Lord, I just release that over your children today according to your word and according to your spirit. And I thank you, Father, that you are watching over us. And you are washing over us with your presence and your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Listen, guys, I love you. Thank you for coming today. Hey, just again, try to help us with the social distancing, right? All the hugging and all that stuff because we're trying to keep everybody safe. Mm -hmm.